Hello again, everybody. Hello. We're glad to be back with you again for our fifth episode. Can you believe it's already been five we've done? And uh, we hope that uh, all of you or most of you have watched at least one of them. You could go back and uh, on our transition page. You can transition binge. On, yeah, transition <laughs> binge. You can go back to our transition page on uh, Facebook. We're also on YouTube now, and we're also on Rumble. So you can go back and watch, just do a binge of the transition <laughs> and uh, get the whole family and make some popcorn and, <laughs> and pour some, uh, you know, Dr. Pepper or sweet tea root or beer. root beer or whatever you want to do and just sit there and just, I mean, watch hours and hours of Bobby and Becky uh, <laughs> talking about very interesting things. I think they're interesting. Uh, I don't think we'd be doing these if we didn't think they'd be interesting. And we felt like that, uh, that the Lord was telling us to do this because we want to uh, spread the truth in love. We don't want to offend anybody. We want to uh, encourage people we want to encourage with people. our stories. Exactly. We have a lot of stories. I'm telling you. Uh, don't get him started. Don't get me started. But, uh, you know, when you, uh, when you spend almost 40 years of your life on the road with a band, and with your family, singing and traveling, and thousands of churches across the country in those 40 years, uh, possibly millions of miles in those 40 years, uh, meet a lot of people in those 40 years. Yeah. A lot of things happen. <laughs> and so there's a lot of stories, but uh, we don't want to go that, you know, we may go back and tell some stories eventually on one of the videos, but uh, mostly it's about things that have happened in our lives Personally. over the past 28 plus years that we've been married especially after having kids. But mm -hmm. uh, we talked about uh, in our very first video, it was an introduction video, and we talked more about our daughter Grace, our oldest daughter Grace, about her birth. But uh, we want to kind of go a little further back than that on this video and talk about uh, some things that, uh, that Becky went through before grace was born and have you ever done something or something has happened in your life and things just didn't go the way you thought they were going to go they kind of went a turn for the worse and you you blame yourself because of the outcome of what happened and you kind of harbor that those feelings in your heart for years and years that it was my fault, but uh, it's not always the case. We may think it's our fault sometimes, but uh, there's a way that you can find out that it's not. <laughs> and that's through the word and uh, through counseling and things like that. But Becky kind of went through that before Grace was born where she blamed herself because of why Grace has cerebral palsy. And so I just want her to kind of go back and tell you what happened and uh, what she's learned through all that. 
So the floor is yours. The, the chair is yours. Thank you very much. So a few months before Grace was born, um, I had done something. Um, I had, well, I had gone against something my pastor told me to do. You worked at our church. I worked you were a at secretary. I was for in the one of the pastors' church office, and so my pastor was my boss, and yeah, he told me to do something, and I refused to do it. Oh. And it was it was actually to apologize to someone, and well, that's I another pastor. Yeah, it was to another pastor, and I I did not. I know everybody's shocked right now, right? But um. Sweet little Becky, oh, who something upset the pastor. Vicious. So <laughs> I, um, I really felt like I was right about it. I really believed that I was right in where I stood, and so I didn't apologize. And I, I was done. I, I had planned on quitting working at the church anyway, right before Grace was born, and that's what I did. And uh, she was born a month later, and we all know, uh, we talked about that, what happened at her birth. Things did not go the way they were supposed to go. And so over time, little by little, I began to blame myself for what had happened. Uh, but one other thing... Because... You're not because I had stepped out of from under my authority. You, yeah, when your uh, when your pastor tells you to do something, as long as it, I mean, if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, then you definitely don't do it. But if it does, it tells you, uh, you better better listen, mm -hmm. and uh, you better pray and make sure that you do what your what your spiritual authority tells you. Uh, I'm just kind of jumping in. That's fine. Because something happened. Remember when Moses, when Aaron and uh, oh, Miriam, Moses, Miriam, his sister, brother and sister, mm -hmm. they they kind of spoke uh, against Moses. They were talking about is does God only speak to Moses? And they kind of brought up the issue of him marrying out of their race you know mm -hmm. i believe moses may have married an ethiopian woman i don't know is that i think i'm right i don't know so she may have been black and he was you know jewish and uh so they said something about that and god really didn't want them to marry out of their their race you know back then and uh but he did but god didn't curse him for it but Aaron and Miriam was, you know, just kind of coming up against their brother, which was the leader of the children of Israel to lead them out of bondage. And when they did that, uh, Aaron, his, he became a leper, right? Miriam did. Did she? I thought he did too. I don't Maybe it was, I may not get my story wrong, but I know that something happened to her for sure. Yeah. Uh -huh. Because they spoke against their spiritual authority. Yeah. And so you got to be careful. What I'm trying to say is you just got to be careful when you when you 
you go against your authority. And he was their baby brother. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he doesn't talk about their baby brother. Yeah, exactly. But he was God's chosen <laughs> but, leader to lead those people. Yeah. And uh, they came against him. And uh, you just don't do that. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. And so a couple months after I had grace, I was home. I was reading my Bible one morning and I just, you know, I'm not looking. I did look for scripture to back myself, to back my my position up back when this happened with me rebelling against my pastor, not apologizing for what I had done. I was looking for scripture to back myself up. This particular day, a few months later, I am look just reading my Bible and I come across this verse and it hit me between the eyes and it says, obey those who rule over you and be submissive for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief for that would be unprofitable for you. So I was like, whoa. There it is. There it is. There's the verse that says everything right there that I should I should have done what he said. And that way he can lead me and be my spiritual authority with joy and not give him. I shouldn't be giving him grief yeah. like I did. He wasn't telling me to do something that was unbiblical. Yeah. He was he was telling me to to apologize to somebody. So anyway, so here I am dealing with this. So I did go to them. I went to the one I was to apologize to and I apologized. And I went to my senior pastor and I told him I was sorry. And we got that all taken care of a few months kind of late, but, but I got that all taken care of. And so we're good now. But um, for years, I, I, from then on for several years, um, I guess maybe five or six years, I was just um, deep inside. I believed that because I've done what I've done, this is what happened to Grace. Well, um, I, I don't know the years. I don't know how much time had passed, but I went to Michigan. Sometimes I would go to Michigan with the kids. I had, I think, three children at the time. No, I didn't. I had two children. I went to Michigan and I, uh, Bobby was working or something. He wasn't with me, but I visited the church where a lot of my family members go. Mm -hmm. uh, that Sunday morning, whatever this pastor preached, um, he had an altar call at the end asking if people wanted healing or whatever they wanted prayer for. I took Grace down the aisle and I wanted them to lay hands on her and pray for her. So they're getting ready to pray. The elder, there was an elder there, the pastor, and maybe one other person. And the pastor was getting ready to pray. And just before he prayed, he stopped. And he said, before I pray, Becky, I just feel like the Holy Spirit is wanting me to tell you that this was not your fault. That John chapter 9 says, it says uh, in verse 3, this is when Jesus encountered the, he came up upon the, the man that was born blind and his disciples asked him, this is what the pastor is saying. The, the disciples asked him, who, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus said, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. God came to set people free, not to bring condemnation. So you think about that scripture. 
and how dumb that question was. Well, evidently they didn't <laughs> learn anything from Job. I mean, I mean, that was answered could, in Job. How could he, the the boy that the son that was blind, how could he have sinned before he was born to cause him to be blind? That was their question. Yeah, that is that's kind of, of a dumb question. That's kind of dumb. So he said that, and I, I thought, okay, I, I received that. He's speaking the truth, I believe, and I received that. But by the time I laid my head on my pillow that very night, I went back to that stinking thinking where, okay, I believe what the pastor said to me this morning personally, but this is a different situation. I really did. I just believed that it was an exception. And so I, I went on thinking that way until um, for another year or so, we had a, a guest speaker at our church. John Bevere was giving yeah. a conference. Um, he was going over his book, Undercover. Undercover. Yeah. And he was talking about... Great, great book, great video series. If you have never seen that. You what know is Undercover. Undercover. It's What's talking that? about being under spiritual authority. Yeah. And he mentioned the uh, the Moses thing too in this thing. So yeah, that's where I remember that from. But I kind of got some of the stuff wrong, but you know what I'm saying, you know? Yeah. And so um, at the end of that conference, I went down to the stage to talk to him because I asked him, I said, I told him what I had done. My pastor was standing right there. He said, Becky, I'd already forgotten about all that. And you had to go and bring it up again. <laughs> yeah. But um, I I told him what had happened a few years earlier. And John Bevere looked me straight in the eyes and said, absolutely not. It says in John chapter 9 that Jesus came upon my man. The disciples asked, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus said, neither but that the works of God may be revealed in him. And I thought, that's right. That's right. But as the days and months went by, I, I continued in that thinking. Yeah. Now, this was, this was years later because at that moment that John Bevere said that to me, Landis would have been two years old. So now he's seven. Okay, so five years later, I'm in my kitchen. I'm still thinking this way. I'm still thinking this is because of what I did. Well, I'm in my kitchen and it's dinner time. At the time when Landis was seven years old, he was learning to read. He, I wanted him to get in a habit of reading his Bible every day. So I actually put read your Bible on the little chart with his chores. And I'd give him a dime or whatever to read his Bible. Yeah, so, we paid our kids to read the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, whatever works. <laughs> yeah, you, you try stuff. So anyway, yeah. he's over several feet away from me in the next room, but it's all, all open. I can see him, hear him, whatever, but I'm not really paying attention to him. And he gets his Bible because he's going down his list of chores and his to-do list for the day. And he opens his Bible, cute little kid. And he's, he's thumbing through his Bible and he says, I don't know why, if he was looking at a, a, a devotional or what, but he said, yes, I got to find John 9, John 9. Where's John 9? Where's John 9? Oh, there's John 9. So he starts to read. Seven years old. He was a good reader. And he starts to read verse 1, verse 2. What I'm doing over 
several feet away is I'm making cornbread for dinner. We're having beans Ooh, and cornbread. Doggies. <laughs> beans and cornbread. And I'm mixing yeah. cornbread. And I'm, like I said, I'm not really paying attention. I didn't really hear what he said until a little bit later. And you'll, I'll tell you when that was. But I realized after all this, what I'd heard him say, I had to think back to what he said. And he, he says, where's John? And he reads verse one. He reads verse two. He gets to that third verse where it says, Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. And when he read that third verse, the Holy Spirit, it was like he just screamed a whisper in my mind. And I, my head went up like this and I looked at the cabinet door in front of me frozen because he screamed. It was like a whisper, but a scream. And he said, I have spoken through the men of God. Now, how long will you hold your opinion above my word? Whoa. I was like this right here. I was, I was choked up and I was, I was just frozen for a second and I was repentant. I repented right then for holding what I thought was, I thought I was being responsible. I thought I was, you know, taking on the, the load. This is what you did. So, you know, man up or woman up. And uh, I realized I was wrong for making, and really I was making it about me. Yeah. It wasn't about me. It's about what God wants to do in this situation with grace. What does God, how does God want to be glorified in this whole thing? He wants to be glorified through us, in our lives, to be a testimony to those around us. that They can see the works of God in our lives. So I just want to encourage, I, I like telling that story because it was so so real and so um, just life-changing. It was a life-changing moment. And you might be blaming yourself for something that's happened in the past. And God says, it's not about you. And it's not because, now we make bad choices, sure. And there are consequences to our choices. Yes. But sure. what does, how does God want to redeem this situation in your life? How does God want to be glorified through your life? I think we need to let him be glorified. And we don't, uh, we don't believe that God did this to grace. No. We believe, you know, it goes all the way back to Adam and Eve. Yeah, their skin, their sin causes uh, pain and suffering and birth defects and death. You know, when they sinned, God told them, "When you eat of that out of that tree, the day you eat it, you'll surely die." You know, didn't mean they were just going to just fall over dead right then, but they weren't going to live forever like He intended them to live when he created them. And so people ask all the time, you know, 
why does why does uh, bad things happen to good people? And you know, the answer is sin. You know, that's that's it in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. But uh, these days, when we get to heaven, there's going to be no more of that. It's going to be just like what God intended when He built when He created this earth and put Adam and Eve on this earth is to be perfect. And uh, so we don't believe at all that, that God made grace the way she is. No. But we do believe, we still believe in healing too. Absolutely. You know, some people think that all that stuff ended when the last disciple passed away or, or Jesus, you know, ascended into heaven. But no, no, no. Because he said greater things, we'll do greater things yeah. than even he did when he was here on this earth. Can you imagine? That's kind of hard to imagine that we could do greater things than Jesus did when he was here. Mm-hmm. That just, you know, a lot of us just don't really believe that or accept that. Mm-hmm. Well, we would see more miracles today. And uh, But anyway, we are believing that uh, a lot of people say, uh, you know, when Grace gets to heaven, she'll, she'll be running and walking and singing. Well, she, yeah, she sure will. But it can happen here, too. Absolutely. And we've had several people that have told us about their dreams. Yeah. About grace. I I would like to locate. I don't know if I still have it, but I wrote down there were 30 instances, 30 of people that came to me. Some people didn't even know, know me. Some did, uh, but this was normally at Cornerstone at church. Um, they'd approach me or they'd, they'd contact me and say, hey, Becky, I have this. But some people would walk up to me and say, you don't know me, but, and then they would say they knew who Grace was and they had a dream. They had a dream about her healing. And one person had the same dream twice. So one one uh, was just a few years, years ago. She had originally dreamed about Grace being healed when Grace was still a baby. It was a long time ago that she dreamed it. Well, a few years back, I saw her and I asked her if she remembered that dream. And she said, I can remember that dream like I dreamed it last night. Wow. So it's pretty vivid. And through the years, uh, Becky has taken Grace to, we've been to a couple of Benny Hinn crusades. You know, some people think Benny Hinn's a weirdo, you know, whatever. But, uh, I, you know, I do believe people do get healed. Yeah, I do too. In his conferences and services. It, it's not because of him. No. It's because of God. And uh, so Becky, you know, took grace to a couple of those. I think we went, you and I went and took grace in Nashville when he was here in Nashville mm-hmm. one time. Yeah. You went to Louisville, I think, with a couple of people and took grace. And, you know, a lot of times at different churches we've been to in the past, in our own church, they've they've asked us to bring Grace down to pray for, and uh, but we haven't seen her get out by that chair yet. But we believe it's going to happen, and Becky has confirmation from God Himself. The Holy Spirit spoke to her one day. Tell them about that. It was the night that we went to the crusade in Nashville. Was it Nashville? And I was pregnant with. Landis, Grace was about a year and a half old. We rolled her there in a little stroller. Yeah. 
And I thought, we are going to walk out of that. She's going to walk. walk. I'm going to hold her hands and she's going to walk out of that Coliseum. Yep. Well, we came home, we, we rolled her out and came home and I was just emotionally and physically exhausted. And yeah, because we went there with the expectation. Yeah. Grace is going to get her healing tonight. And like you said, she's going to, you know, she's going to walk out of there with us and I'm going to have to carry the, the stroller. Yeah. We really believe that was going to happen. And so it was late that night before we went to bed. I just kind of broke down and I asked, I was alone with God and I said, I just don't, I just don't know why. I don't understand why. And I was crying. And I feel like God spoke to me at that moment. I can remember exactly what, you know, I've, I've shared this story before. He said, Becky, you just have to trust me. I will do this thing that I promised, but I will do it in my time when I can receive the most glory. Not Benny Hinn, not Pastor Davis, not Bobby, not you, but me. And that brought me peace right then. I just. And that's been what? 22 and a half years now. Yeah. 21 23 years. years now. Yeah. Something like that. And we're still, we're still holding on. We're still believing that. Hey, Abraham believed for Isaac. You know, you know, I was thinking somebody, it was actually pastor Dan preached to our choir a long time ago. Our pastor. Uh, preached or taught us. He said, you know, Abraham believed for Isaac for 25 years, but he believed in, he believed for eyes or believed for a child long before that. Yeah. You know, he was 75 when God promised him his son. Yeah. But don't you know, he wanted a son before he was Way 75. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. But God spoke and promised anyway, for 25 years, he believed yeah. on that promise. Yeah. And it came to pass. And it sure did. We were, uh, we're a microwave kind of people these days. We want everything right now. You know, I got to have it right now. Yeah. But sometimes you got to wait. And we're still waiting. Well, and, and he, um, you know, God doesn't, like Bobby said, he doesn't teach or he doesn't uh, do things to you to teach you a lesson. But at the same time, he does allow things to happen and walks with us through them. And molds us and shapes us if we allow him to into a more finished work we're all you know we're we're striving for perfection we're yeah. not perfect but we're striving for that like paul says so yeah. he works with us and and shapes us while we're going through this process sure enough pretty awesome hey y'all uh i hope y'all like this right here I, I thought it was pretty awesome she tells a pretty good story. <laughs> I tell a pretty good story. <laughs> it's true. It is a true story. Yeah, exactly. We'd appreciate uh, those that have been praying for Grace for all her life. And yeah. uh, those of you that just got to know us or hadn't met us yet, keep her in your prayers. Yeah. Keep us in your prayers. Believe with us that she's going to be totally restored, totally healed in Jesus' name. And, uh, We'll pray for you as well that are watching out there. 
We don't know everybody that's watching right now, of course, but uh, some of you we know we've met before, and uh, we'll keep you in our prayers. You keep us in your prayers. We'd appreciate it so much. And, uh, you know, if you are going through something like this where you just you blame yourself for something that happened in the past, let go. Let God have it. Just turn it over to him and do. Remember what that scripture. Say that one more time. John um, 9. John 9, 1 through 3. John 9, 1 through 3. Mm-hmm. And we'll leave you with this scripture right here. Um, well, just verse 3. Well, the disciples asked Jesus, who sinned? Stupid question. Somebody sinned. (laughs) Somebody has had to have sinned for this guy to be born blind. And Jesus said, nobody. And he didn't, he wasn't saying, no, they're perfect. He was saying, it's not about the sin. That's not why this has happened. But it's happened to show off God. So that the works of God could be revealed in him. So God could be glorified. Because That's what he, it's all about. Because he did heal him after and he, that. And he did heal him. And he healed him. And he right got the then. glory for it. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. <laughs> eh? <laughs> for you folks in Canada. Maybe watching. I hope you are. We appreciate y'all. Thank you so much for watching again. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, please share this video with your Facebook friends, uh, whatever you're watching this on. Please share it. Subscribe. Follow us. Let's keep this thing going. You know, I've tried uh, several different kind of video podcast things in the last couple of years. And uh, I got I kind of got a little discouraged because not many people would watch. And it kind of made me like, well, what's the use, you know? But uh, we're going to keep on with this one because this one, this one is really good. And, and it's, like I said, we're here to to speak truth and to encourage people out there. So that's what this one you, is You about. did that devotional thing for a little while. You're just reading a devotional yeah. and it was, and you, and you, you did it for a while and I thought, well, that's nice. Yeah. And, but you did get discouraged with that too. But then you heard that some guy that you've never met, I haven't either, that some guy in Michigan who wasn't following the Lord, uh, not in church. He would watch my videos watch or listen to my video videos every just day. every day. So that, hey. that is encouraging right there. If it's just one person that can be changed, I guess it is worth it. Yeah. So thank you so much. We're going to let you go. And uh, don't forget to tune in next Thursday night at 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time for Transition with Bobby and Becky. God bless y'all. Have a good night. Good night. Bye-bye.